It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Wow, I couldn't tell if you can hear that or not. Uh, there's been all kinds of issues this morning, folks. So uh, hopefully I'm on. Good morning and welcome to Traveling and Cruise Industry News. On this is the 29th of March. Uh, if somebody can stick in the chat room, if you guys can hear me or not hear me, I can't tell about the stream. Uh, it was, uh, we've had issues all morning here. Uh, but anyway, uh, somebody uh, stick in there if you can see me or if you can hear me so I have some kind of idea. Uh, I am on uh, up on deck 11 in the solarium. Cindy, thank you for saying that. Okay. I'm in the solarium uh, lounge or, or around the solarium pool in the adult-only area. It is deck 11. There, I was looking for a quiet place. Uh, and actually, this morning when I had breakfast really early, the um, the buffet was quiet, really quiet. Well, now this at this time it's packed with people, way too noisy. Uh, and then I was starting to run out of time because I had issues with my camera. I couldn't get the camera to go online this morning. And I thought I thought I was right at the verge of. Uh, sending John the script for the show and saying, bail me out, dude. I got no camera, but finally it came on. And then when the intro didn't sound, had no idea if you were, if it was coming through or not. So anyway, we're here. We're on the ship. This is the first day trying uh, the ship's Wi-Fi for a live stream during the day. Some of you probably saw I did a live stream last night because uh, I wanted to talk about the embarkation procedures um, that were so much better than, than they had been with uh, MSC a couple weeks ago in Fort Canaveral. They're not all the way the way I'd like to see them, but it was so much better. And the main reason for that, in case you did not see my live stream last night or the replay, they allowed uh, the driver, the shuttle driver, to literally get the uh, the van up right to the door. I mean, I was I I couldn't have been ten feet away from the entrance into the terminal. Uh, there was somebody there to check the the bags, which was fine. I had my computer bag and my and my walker, and I said, okay, I still need a wheelchair, guys, to get through all this. And I said, oh yeah, it's right inside. I said, well, and, uh, hold on, how far do I have to walk? They said, I had, you know, 15 or 20 feet. It's just you go in and go through the door and make a right-hand turn, and the table's right there really close. And the guy says, it's even my wife is running the table, and her name is whatever his name, her name was. I said, okay. So I went on and walked that far, and which was within my walking range. So, uh, and then there was a wheelchair there within just – 
by the time I signed in and the wheelchair was there. The other thing that they did right, and I will and I'll tell you this, the port people, when they got me through all the, the garbage, you know, the security and uh, and all that business and checking in and and all that business with uh, the Royal Caribbean people down there in the, in the lobby. And then they get to where they start taking you toward the ship and they have to hand you off to the Royal Caribbean personnel, the, the ship personnel. Uh, kept me in the same wheelchair and handed me off to the to Royal Caribbean guy. It turns out to be one of the bartenders, which is nice. But anyway, he not only pushed me up, but then I, it was too early to get into this, the staterooms so I could get my scooter. And he stayed with me. The one of this dumping you off, like has happened several times before. It was he was right there, stayed with me the entire time until the cabin were ready. He took me to the cabin. Of course, I got the scooter and went up from there. So their procedures were a hundred times better than they were over Port Canaveral. Hats off to the the Galveston Port Canaveral uh, Galveston Port people and the Royal Caribbean. I was surprised. I know Jack had had problems when he got on a couple of weeks ago. Whatever caused that, uh, it has been fixed, or at least partially fixed. Again, it's not 100%. I'd still like to see wheelchair to the curb so that, I, you know, you don't have to walk at all. Uh, but for somebody that's mobility challenged, which means that you can walk a little like me, it was sufficient. It was not where I was stressed out. Okay. Um, getting back to the normal uh, days of the show. Uh, and then I thought, because there's not a whole lot of news today, I'll do a little comparison on some things that I like a lot already on this ship. Uh, maybe a couple of things that I didn't like as much as I've had them elsewhere. But um, do a little comparison here this morning. Anyway, back to travel and cruise industry news for this, the 29th day of March. Of course, I'm on location in the Gulf of Mexico, a uh, little bit on the choppy sea size side today. Uh, the captain announced uh, earlier that um, we could have um, three to six foot uh, swells out here today. So that's a little on the rough side, uh, a little breezy. Um, we go, of course, into Cozumel tomorrow. Uh, today, folks, is National Vietnam Memorial Veterans Day. So uh, those of you that uh, know folks that served in Vietnam, just give them a little uh, love today. Give them some thanks for all that they did for us back in those days. This is uh, different from our normal Veterans Day uh, simply because uh, in our country, and still find it silly, that uh, the Vietnam War is not was never officially a war. So you can't celebrate that on Memorial Day or, or Veterans Day, which to me is ridiculous. But not a whole lot of action in cruise ship sailing from North American ports today. Down at West Palm Beach, you've got the... Uh, Margaritaville at sea. Of course, that used to be the Grand Classica. It's not official yet until I believe it's the 20th of April, uh, but they the website now is calling it Margaritaville at sea, so I'm going to switch over and start calling it that. 
been out in uh, Los Angeles and Long Beach, the Carnival America sale today. That's it. Headlines for today's show, which we will get to that eventually. Uh, cruise port for Playa del Carmen. Is that possible? Virgin Islands partners with the FCCA. Virgin Voyages reveals the mermaid for the resilient lady. Coming back reports and more ships coming online this month. And a whole lot more here live at 11. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net. It's usually up within minutes of the end of the show every day. So you can always access it there or anywhere you get your podcast from, like iHeartRadio and Spotify and TuneIn and Google Podcasts and all the biggies. Just search for Travel and Cruise Industry News and the old fat travel guy will pop up. So, also, there's always a link down in the description of the podcast if you want to check out the video feed. Uh, if we're showing any pictures or clips or the like, feel free to hop over and catch the video feed. So, I'll be back with uh, today's news right after this word from one of our network sponsors. All right, back with the news. The popular Mexican destination of Playa del Carmen may be getting its own cruise port. If plans for Mexico's President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, a.k.a. AMLO, work out well. AMLO is seeking to regain control of 2,000 hectares of land, that's about 4,900 acres, with the hope of developing it into a cruise port for the coastal resort town. The generous parcel of land is currently controlled by a U.S. construction company, Vulcan Minerals, which extracts crushed limestone from the region to use for road construction in the U.S. and Mexico. Vulcan Materials Company, based in Birmingham, is a world leader in producing crushed stone, sand, gravel, and slag, operating quarries throughout the United States. The Calica Quarry, operated near Playa del Carmen, is its one operation in Mexico, works as a joint venture with one of the Latin America's largest construction conglomerates. In its initial stages, part of the project involved construction of a deep water port, which required dredging more than 3 million tons of stone from the harbor of Playa del Carmen. This makes the location perfect for a cruise port that would be able to service even the largest vessels in today's cruise market. In fact, cruise ships, including Carnival Cruise Line's Fantasy class vessels that previously used the Calica facility as a port of call. AMLO has already met with executive from Vulcan Materials Company to discuss options, keeping the area's natural beauty in mind for responsible development. So, Someday soon, we might see a cruise port in Playa del Carmen. 
The U.S. Virgin Islands has struck a deal with Florida Caribbean Cruise Association, that's the FCCA, to develop the region further and impact cruise tourism has had in the area. Together, Virgin Islands and the FCCA will work on a series of initiatives that should increase the overall economic impact for visiting the visiting cruise ship have on the local economy. Included in the initiatives are increased cruise calls for 2022, the development of new experiences and products, enticing more guests to come back after the cruise as stayover guests and more. While the U.S. Virgin Islands have long been a standard port of call for many cruises, the developments will be needed to keep the ships and the guests coming back. Over the last two years, the local economy in the U.S. Virgin Islands has taken a significant hit, as most everything in the tourism industry has. The island have always been heavily resilient on cruise tourism, with as many as three, four, and even sometimes five ships visiting each day pre-pandemic. In 2017 and 18, the cruise industry generated $184.7 million in total cruise tourism expenditures and $77.9 million in total employee wage income. While the Virgin Islands have seen a steady return in the stayover guests to the beautiful beaches, the cruise industry still lags behind. Celebrating diversity and strength of women, Virgin Voyages has revealed the mermaid design for the hull of its forthcoming resilient lady. Set to debut on her mermaiden voyage this August, the new design is a stunning Latina mermaid with a fiery red tail designed and painted by prominent oil painter and muralist Jody Herrera. And let's see... I think probably when I started having difficulties, I did not get the picture loaded. So let me see if I can get that real quick while we're talking about it. Um, uh, sorry about the uh, the dullness here, the slowness while I'm trying to pick this up and see if it did load and... Uh, that will show, give you an idea at least. All right, it's trying to upload now. And again, that's one of the problems with, with the Wi-Fi stream here. It takes so long to do everything. Now let's see there, see if that shows. There, there it is. All right, now you can see the little uh, mermaid down there in the lower right-hand corner. That's the new mermaid. I was not aware that the mermaids were totally different for each ship. I had not looked at it that closely, but this is the uh, Spanish mermaid on the resilient lady. Uh, Jody Herrera is the artist behind the, uh, the vibrant mermaid, an accomplished artist who's exhibited abroad. Herrera's work is also featured across the U.S., and they say that the uh, the proud mermaid stance with her fist upraised is inspired by powerful women akin to Rosie the Riveter. How about that one? Not something that I've ever said on one of my shows before, folks. I've never talked about 
Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> okay, a little humor this morning. Always, uh, always more. Okay, that got rid of the picture. Big week for Norwegian Cruise Line's restart as two ships are set to return. The Norwegian Jewel and the Norwegian Jade. Resuming service after two-year pause, the Norwegian Jewel is welcoming back guests at Panama on March 29th. The highlight of the cruise is to, to visit Aku. Uh, I stumbled on this all morning. Acajuta, which is an uncommon port in El Salvador. So uh, that's that's one that uh, some of you may not have uh, been on before or been to before. It's Acuta in El Salvador. So uh, the other one is Norwegian Jade, which is going to uh, be sailing in Europe starting on March the 30th. Uh, and it will be doing Eastern uh, Mediterranean cruises from Chivetavecchia and Piraeus uh, in Greece. Also starting in the next uh, 30 days from MSC, the MSC Armonia gets back in action on April the 10th from Venice, MSC Lyrica on April the 11th from Piraeus, MSC Opera on April the 24th from Genoa, and the MSC Poesia on April the 30th from Chibetabekia. So there's uh, six more ships that will be online this month. We're getting closer and closer to the day when we're going to all be back to sailing full capacity. And uh, then they can work on, uh, on raising the passenger limits back up. I did not get the final official tally on this cruise, but I think it's somewhere around 2,200. I heard I uh, have not gotten official numbers yet. Uh, so that's, uh, what, 40% or so, maybe? Uh, but anyway, I'll try to get those numbers uh, later on today. All right, a couple of things just to compare, just for funsies more than anything. Um, I had dinner last night, of course, in the main dining room. The, the one of the things I did not like, they had me assigned at a table with uh, 10 top, 10 people. It's this big long table and it's way over in the corner, which is hard as crap for me to get through on my scooter. And I, I, I'm, so I was sitting there with uh, nobody. And then finally two ladies came in that were assigned to that table. Well, they saw a big fat guy sitting down at the other end. So they went down to the far end of the table, you know, not because I had, you know, green things coming out of my ears or anything, or, or did anything weird. At least I don't think I did. But anyway, they figured maybe I was waiting for other people. So as we started chatting, come to find out that we, I think, rather enjoyed each other's company uh, from dinner, even though we were shouting across that 10-foot table. It's a 10-foot, that's probably a 20-foot table. I mean, it's a huge table. So uh, we met up later on in the evening, and because after I left, one of the uh, uh, dining room directors came over and asked the ladies how, how they fared, and they said, well, we're definitely going to sit closer to Chile tomorrow night. So when they told me that, I said, well, why don't we see if they have an open foretop 
and the, we'll move and just get it a, a normal table instead of that huge thing since, you know, it's a very difficult area for me to get to and in and out of. If you guys wouldn't mind eating with me, I would certainly love to continue eating with you guys. And they were very pleased with that thought. So we're going to check on that today to see what happens. I had a prime rib, and of course, you know, I'm uh, always going to have a shrimp cocktail. At least almost every meal on a cruise. Um, one thing I didn't like, as opposed to what I had on uh, Maravilla on the last cruise, the shrimp cocktail on Maravilla had six huge shrimp. And uh, the shrimp cocktail in the main dining room on Adventure of the Seas had three um, moderately large, not huge, but better than medium size, but still more of a normal shrimp. The ones on Maravilla were just immense. They were, you know, maybe a three white shrimp, if you can imagine. So the shrimp cocktail is not as much. However, the cocktail sauce was better. I mean, it was really good. Had a, quite a kick, which I like. I also had prime rib. It was very good. Uh, I ordered it medium rare. It was medium rare. I had uh, key lime pie. It had some veggies with it. Um, so, it's a good meal. Um, of course, I didn't have any complaints with uh, Maravilla's food either. This morning on the buffet, uh, I found a couple things that I write, really liked a lot. One, they had, instead of just scrambled eggs, they had scrambled eggs that, uh, with uh, uh, mushroom and onion mixed in it, which I call them garbage eggs. Uh, and they were nice and soft. I like scrambled eggs nice and soft, not overcooked. They were done perfectly. I also have hash browns instead of the you know, quartered potatoes, chunk potatoes, uh, whatever you want to call those uh, potatoes. They had actual hash browns, which I like that too as well. Um, they also have a, a regular omelet station here that uh, Maravilla didn't have. Uh, I did not go all the way around to see that this morning. So tomorrow I'll probably get an omelet um, to see how, how that goes. Um, but it, all in all, the buffet I would rate as ooh, probably I'd rate it a little bit better than the Maravilla was on the last one. And going back to Freedom of the Seas, um, ooh. yeah, it's probably about the same as Freedom, uh, which I've been told that the ships are very much alike. Um, a little bit better than Maravilla was, but, but not, not bad enough to say, oh, I like this cruise because it's much better. Um, so far, I'm very happy with both. Obviously, I'm very happy with the way uh, embarkation went uh, on adventure yesterday. I did not go to the show last night. Uh, I did not go up on deck for. I was just I was tired. 
just flat out uh, tired. When I got everything done, I did get out yesterday and do uh, some of my filming. Um, quite a bit of filming, actually, for our first day on the cruise. So, because I'm actually looking for specific things now on my accessibility uh, things. Uh, and overall, I have no complaints uh, on the ship other than the, yeah, the same one on pools and hot tubs. Uh, they're just not uh, anywhere near as good. Uh, they're not accessible as they should be. And that's going to have to go back to the design thing. All right, let's go over and see who's in the chat room this morning. If anybody's fussing at me today. Uh, Sonny's here from Mississippi. Cindy's here. Nikki's here. Now look to the north. John, is, he says, I can hear you. Yes, thank you. Hot Air Tom is with us. I guess I was on the wrong notification. Yeah, uh, what happened um, after I started, I was just getting ready to get, you know, get the show started when I had this camera issue. It ended up having one of the things that it said to try was to um, go out of turn the computer off, you know, reboot the computer, reboot the, the stream, reboot uh, Google Chrome. I went through all of that crap, but in the meantime, I killed the show. So that was probably my stupidity, too. So I had to reset up the show, send the links out again. I need to come up with a I need to come up with a way of sending you guys direct links, like Messenger, everybody at once. I hate group things, but still, that's a way I could drop the link in and zap it to you so I know you guys have it, especially on an issue like that, where it would save me time where I could do it once and, you know, a billion times. Chile's about in the center of the Gulf of Mexico. It's cruising southeast at 18 knots. <clears throat> 1.8 meter seas. Yep. Uh, I'm sitting here looking out the window at them. Uh, we've slowed down a little bit. We were over 19 knots earlier. And that's because it's getting a little bit rougher. <laughs> um, they could get up to two meters or a little higher before the day's over with. Glad to hear Royal did better on embarkation. Yeah, me too, Cindy. Did you think the improvements in the embarkation process was due to the port or the cruise line? My guess is it was the port. Um, and that's purely a guess. Both <coughs> seem to be uh, a little improved. Um, but with not getting any grief from the, the uh, direction folks outside directing traffic, that's the first place you have a group, a, a, some grief when they force you to get away from that door. The driver just said, uh, my, my passenger needs a wheelchair, and uh, how close can I get? And, the, and they just 
directed her right right up literally to the door. Uh, so I have a feeling that is cruise line. I mean, that's a poor people totally. Then when when uh, uh, my guy Richmond was with me all the way, that's that's probably cruise line. So, I mean, I've dealt back and forth with the director of special needs several times, and one of the quivers I have in my arrow basket now is if uh, I run into, into some group, one of the things I'm going to drop on them is uh, if you were refusing, refusing wheelchair service to a uh, disabled guest with uh, oxygen, uh, could I uh, have you call the uh, director of special needs for the line and explain to him why you're doing it? I have his number here on speed dial. That tends to shake him up a little bit. But I didn't have to do that. So, Jason's with us in Pittsburgh. Hi, Jason. Lady in the background tucked down. Oh, did she? <laughs> Interesting. Carol's with us. She says, Good morning. NCL escaped. I was going to mention that this morning when I was doing the NCL thing. Uh, they uh, did cancel another uh, week cruise. That's the April 2nd cruise was now canceled. Yeah, that's getting closer and closer to uh, Hot Air Tom. Uh, we need Katie to drive down to the port and check the repair progress. Yeah, Katie, just go jump in the water, <coughs> put on your swim fins, and uh, go down to the Azipods and see if uh, if they're getting the repairs done so Hot Air and Cindy can go on their cruise. I can see that happening, Hot Air Tom. <laughs> Sonny says, wow, Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That was in the story this morning. Rosie the Riveter. I promise you, folks, none of my competitors, Don, Tony, none of those guys will have Rosie the Riveter on their shows today. Independence of the Seas, they had an omelet station on the buffet with a pager to let you know when it's ready. Oh, Wow, that's cool. Yeah, the uh, Davina, they gave you numbers. And I mean, since I was you know, there always early, <clears throat> as soon as he was ready to go, he'd just holler number one and my almond would be ready because he knew, he knew what I wanted. And they had, the Davina had the best salsa I've ever had on an omelet. I like salsa on omelets. So that's one thing I'll find out tomorrow. Another comparison, silly comparisons, uh, but you know, see if they have uh, salsa to go on the omelets. It'll be an interesting thing. There's Katie. Uh, Katie, you heard what uh, Hot Air wants you to do. Go jump in the water at Fort Canaveral and see how the Azipod repair job is going so he can sail on that big old Norwegian ship. I mean, you can hold your breath that long, can't you? Ah. Emily, good stuff, <laughs> and paddle around the ship. Yeah, but you, around it, that doesn't necessarily tell you how the repairs are going. <coughs> Those repairs are down under. So. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> Sorry about that. My throat's going. I don't have a drink this morning because I ran out of time. All right, that's going to wrap me up for today, guys. So, uh, as always, uh, thank you for being with me. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock Eastern uh, Daylight Time. That is now uh, 10 o'clock on ship's time because uh, I'm on different time here. But uh, I'll be back tomorrow for the same time, same place. As always, have a great day. I'll see everybody tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises.